0: Three, two, one, go. Sinners and Saints, dust off those horns and halos. It's time for Alan After Dark. Sinners and Saints, welcome to a surprised weekend edition of Alan After Dark. It's a Saturday morning as I'm recording this, and it should be no surprise that I'm sounding like B. Arthur. Actually, I'm looking around to see if I can find remnants of the fur coat I must have eaten last night, which would explain why my tongue is like cat fur today. But I digress. It was a very interesting morning. As my friends know, I usually do my grocery shopping on Saturday mornings very early, usually when Kroger opens and today was no exception to that. Even though I do feel like I've been hit with a Mack truck, you still have to function. That's part of being an adult, right? I did the crime so I gotta do the time. But it was an interesting morning at Kroger. I uh, was pleasantly surprised by the uh, hunk of a man that was... Stalking the shelves with bread, he had this really stern look on his face Very focused on his work. He had like sandy blonde facial hair He just had this intensity that just drew me to him. His presence I guess it's like pheromones or something. His man-scent just drew me like a moth to a flame (laughs) and apparently I was so obvious in my staring that he finally turns and looks at me and says, uh, sir, am I blocking you or, or something? And I'm like, and I replied, no, 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 I'm sorry. I just, I'm just trying to uh, find something on the shelf. Now he's down on his knees and he just says, well, if it's bread, I can help you with a loaf. And there I stood looking like some kind of Neanderthal thinking, oh, where were you at last night? Jesus. So I had to make my apologies and move on, of course, wishing that I could follow him into the back room where he had more bread to stuff. I mean, to stock, I guess. Anyway, we're getting off track, aren't we? Or are we? Maybe this episode will be called Adventures in Shopping at at the local Kroger, but probably not because I'm not that thrilled about doing that. (laughs) So anyway how you guys doing today i hope you're doing well are you what are you wearing tonight for happy hour i'm just curious i think i am going to go with a more of a bearish outfit and i would like to thank bulldog custom leathers for the my new harness for my leather wristbands and for my jog straps so yes i kind of revealed my outfit but i'm in that kind of a mood today and i hope you all are too and i hope you go out and have some fun I'm not saying you have to drink, but I hope you have fun. Whatever it is you like to do. So, rah rah rah, chicky chicky bang bang. Do I still sound like B. Arthur? I think my voice is getting a little bit better, but as I'm spraying this carpet of fur from my tongue, which is not really fur, I'm not exactly sure what I ate that made me feel this way, but perhaps it was all of the shots that we were drinking last night and thank you very much john i appreciate it and my hangover appreciates it too if it wasn't for liquid iv i don't know how i could carry on this day but that stuff really does the trick i I mean it does doesn't it it's an amazing little thing that who would have thought you know i was basically rehydrating with water and fruit and things like that, when you can take this shortcut that obviously has no other side effects, now does it? But I have to wonder, is that why my dick looks so small this morning? (laughs) That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life! (laughs) It's probably just because I have such big balls, you know? And not to brag but i do have big balls i feel like andrew globerman's father on big mouth sometimes the commentary his balls receive on that show is reminiscent of my own if you will balls are not a toy but i think maybe that's a curse of being a gay man as you get older your balls get bigger and the rest rest of the dick doesn't want to work and that's what sucks about getting older it's like when you feel like you should be in your prime you're not even ground beef it sucks to look at these young muscle guys these these 20 and 30 year old men and they're prime just scoping the herd like alpha males and getting their pick of the litter and here i am sitting at the bar just hoping that i can make it back and forth from the men's room without falling down and busting my ass or breaking a hip or something not that i'm really that old but you know it just feels that way when you're around younger people i guess i'll have to quote some B. Arthur from Golden Girls, since I sound like her. Do you remember the episode when she's talking about being with other teachers in the lounge and she's just kind of cutting up and, and chatting with the girls? And she she says, I got to the car and looked in the mirror and nearly had a heart attack. This old woman was staring back at me. And I understand that. I feel that sometimes. I don't feel old until somebody reminds me of it. Obviously though, I can take a joke and I do appreciate being part of a joke and I can also give it back. And that's part of the fun of being gay man too, is that we do seem to have quicker wit and can relish in a bit of the teasing. And I think that does stem from even uh, the younger generation and their enjoyment of the Golden Girls. I think it's one of the few timeless and universal shows that exist. I think it's still as funny today as it was when it was first on the air. And I was very young when that show first came out. You lie! You lie! And thanks to syndication, everybody gets a chance to enjoy The Golden Girls, one of the funniest shows ever on TV. But maybe that's the segue here, maybe that's where this episode's going, how it feels to get older in the gay community. And there'll probably be quite a few references to The Golden Girls in this episode, just because that's how it relates, I believe. So I find myself very lucky because, in my own personal opinion, I look more physically attractive now than I ever did when I was younger. But I feel like I went through almost like this, well, I I went through this long stretch of awkward puberty where I, I looked like some sort of mutant with blonde hair on my head. And it just seemed to stretch on and on until I got older, until I got out of high school and through a few life experiences that I guess help groom a physical appearance, I suppose, and that might be the hangover talking there. But also, I've had friends who were older than me, and they've told me, almost like a warning when I was in my 20s, that this is what was going to happen, and I believed them, I did, and you just hoped it wouldn't happen to you, and guess what, folks, it does. Although, I think there are some that age differently than others, I think people can age gracefully they can look good and there are people who seem to age recklessly I suppose and it could be a matter of their lifestyle and so on and so forth but that's everybody's own business I think the biggest dread or fear that I have of getting older isn't not being able to grab the attention of some young stud it's about your health my health the fear of not being able to be Mobile or to be sick a lot, and even in younger years, you'll get hints of that. I believe I I have, I have now. Uh, I'm suffering with neck problems just from sleeping the wrong way. And it's like, how do you sleep the wrong way? Well, your body will tell you when you've slept the wrong way because you'll feel it. And sometimes you'll be walking, even across the living room, and you'll hear a noise. And it's like, well, it came from somewhere on my body. I just don't know where. I guess there'll be more signs in the future if it's if it gets worse. And those things are, I, I think, frustrating is the right word. And when I was younger, I loved to dance at the clubs and stuff. And I still do. I just don't think that maybe my body likes to dance like I used to. That's a disappointment. I'll still dance as long as my body allows me to and when I say body I guess I should say my knees and before you even start laughing there yes I've heard the whole comment about being on my knees for my entire 20s and that's why they're bad now and that's not really true if I've been on my knees that much in my 20s I would have thighs that crack walnuts I believe and you know the character Sophia on Golden Girls she was talking about being uh, old And she said, I, I'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but she says, people think you, you managed to live 80, 81 years, and people think you should be grateful to be alive, but life can still spit in your face. And it's true. I am thankful to be alive and healthy and doing well, but it doesn't stop you from thinking about the future and what could happen. And with me being a person who's single, who really isn't in the pursuit of a relationship at all I have to think about well what happens as I get older what if I do become in need of, of help f- over my health perhaps I become physically unable to do certain things what will I do who will take care of me and I think that's uh we've had uh, I've had very serious discussions with good friends about what what well, we do in that case and we have talked about in many times of some sort of golden girls arrangement to where we do take care of each other as we get older we live together and take care of each other if we don't have a partner or a friend or a family member to live with I guess I could always live with my brother I'm sure he's got a closet and a a dog a water dish and a doggy bowl for me to eat out of and drink from possibly yeah that'd be fun wouldn't it totally but it is interesting i do go to happy hour and i do like to people watch even though i do have a lot of friends that i hang out with at happy hour so sometimes i'm not being as observant around me but last night I, i did have about an hour or so before friends came in And I was kind of watching the the group of people that come in and came and went. And I mean, it's, it's almost like, I don't know how you do it though. It's like, it's almost to the same effect as being the ugly person. Like a friend of mine, as we discussed, you have nothing to lose. Well, I think it's harder on your ego when you're older. So I was sitting there at the bar last night and an older man, gentleman came in and he first, he came in and sat at a table all by himself toward the corner and I noticed him and he just seemed like he was really uncomfortable and didn't know what to do and there were there was a seat beside me and he comes up and he says he says is it okay for me to sit here and I'm like sure I mean it's it's available you know and I didn't really strike up a conversation with him because he just didn't seem to be the type I think initially that wanted to, to talk but then I started paying a closer attention And the the guys beside him were younger, and they were wrapped up in their conversation. And I could tell that he really wanted to jump in and say something and kind of engage with a a conversation with them. But he, he, he never did. As long as I was sitting there before my friends came in, he never did. But I could tell that he wanted to. And I think that that is a symptom of being older. I think a lot of us are hesitant it's like what's the point because a lot of times in my experience when i've talked to a younger person they automatically assume that i'm trying to get into their pants it really does come as a shock to them when i have in on a couple of occasions i've said i'm just trying to chat i have no desire to get on your dick <gasps> but apparently i do have a very intimidating look about me and It does sometimes discourage people from approaching. And other times it comes off as an invitation. I I think they look at me sometimes as this possible monster that they can conquer. And it would come off as like a grudge fuck or something, I suppose. And it could be the daddy issues as well. And there are a lot of people with daddy issues. Not just in the gay community, but overall. But you do see it sometimes. And I've seen it both with gay men and with straight men Uh, a couple of the straight quote-unquote straight guys that I've been with sexually physically they loved it when I kind of was attentive to their needs and caring in an affectionate way almost like a father figure now that may sound disturbing to people but I am talking about consenting adults here and I think that in a lot of ways part of the foundation of American society is mommy and daddy issues it just depends on which family it is and in the gay community some of the younger guys are seeking out that father figure and it's just a bonus if there's a sexual connection with it as well now how does that make me feel well I guess if I was looking for a relationship I would be disappointed but if as usual I'm just looking to get my rocks off Hey, it's no big deal, right? But seriously, it is a fascinating scenario, isn't it? How your family does affect you in ways that, that are most likely subconscious, but it affects every one of us. Everything that we seem to do is influenced by something else, right? And perhaps some of us older guys, maybe me included, have on occasion took advantage of a situation where we might not have gotten an opportunity to hook up with a certain guy unless they did view us in a father figure sort of light. Honestly, as long as you're not hurting anyone, what's wrong with that? But in some cases though, that might lead to a dependency that would border on stalking if you're not careful with that. So it's always good, of course, and we all know this, that communication's key. I think, uh, it maybe it was Margaret Cho who kind of said it best one time, that the the direct approach is probably the best way. You know, if somebody says comes up to you and says, you want to fuck, well, at least I know what they're looking for, right? Uh, there's no hee-hawing or anything around. It's like, let's do it. Okay. And you either say, nah, I think I'll pass, or let's hit the sheets. And, well... Actually, for me, it would most likely be the bathroom stall, the back seat of a car or a dark alley, but that's just my preference, you know? So if you hit the sheets, knock yourself out. I've often told the joke, well, not a, actually a joke, just a, an argument. It's funny how prostitutes, hustlers are sort of condemned as a vice that is the dregs of society. And, but I always think which one is smarter here The person that takes cash for a roll in the hay or the person who goes home with someone who's bought them two drinks. For me personally, I think I'd take the money. Just seems more logical to me. I don't know. Is prostitution a felony? It probably is because somebody doesn't like that somebody's having fun. Who am I kidding? For for me, it would be just like Sophia. Arrested for prostitution. I can't believe it. I can't believe these dumb cops think that anybody would pay money to sleep with you. I guess this segues into that tidbit of discussion that we had in a previous episode about older heterosexual men who lose their wives and how quickly they remarry because they're looking not necessarily for a wife but for a mother someone to take care of them but in the gay community I don't know I, I to me in the gay community to me well actually anyone it shouldn't matter what the parameters are you love who you love and that's that I don't think that I think that we are our own worst enemy when it comes to putting up roadblocks to happiness. And by the way, being a single person, you can be happy being single. I don't think that there's any sort of golden rule on relationships and what they mean. Whether it's an age difference or if it's a same-sex couple, a a hetero couple, cis, pan, trans, whatever. I just don't see that we should be putting up those roadblocks or barriers to our own happiness and if the relationship you're in makes you happy and you love that person nothing else really matters does it well unless they're a serial killer thank you for joining me for another episode of alan after dark i hope you've had some fun i hope you've been entertained remember Take life by the balls and be real. We'll see you soon.